This episode of Tuesdays with Laserbeak is sponsored by Twin City Tees. They are the greatest. They make all of the Doomtree merch um, and all the different stuff that all our artists use. Anything from like screen printing, uh, t-shirts, posters, hoodies. They do embroidery for your hats or whatever kind of crazy uh, jacket you want. Um, basically, anything you can dream up in the land of merch, Twin City Tees has got you covered. And I really cherish our relationship with them. They've gone above and beyond for us. I've seen them do it for a lot of other people. Um, and they're always a phone call away. So make sure you check out TwinCityTees.com or at TwinCityTees on socials. If you have anything you're looking to get made, those are your people. And they will ship it out to you and absolutely crush it. So lots of love to them. And thank them. I thank them. I'm thanking them for sponsoring this podcast. I know that's that in, in, in the Sophia episode. She slams on the table. Oh like, my quite god! A few she's times like, where she's like, <laughs> "We're like, stop it!" And yeah, you you got very dad on her. I dadded her. That we can keep it. <laughs> stop doing that, Sophia. Stop it. Um. Okay. Are we good? Yeah. Amazing. Laser beam. Okay, welcome back to Tuesdays with Laserbeak podcast. Yeah, the, the last episode of the year. Last episode of the year, which means we've hit 12. We've hit 12. We did it. We're 12 for 12. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. It's been a wild ride, Jaka. Yeah, it's been really crazy that we started this a year ago, or a little over a year ago, and now we're like we're 12 pros. episodes in. We do live shows. We do live like, shows. We're untouchable. One of the biggest podcasts in the entire world. Yeah, we're charting number one every single Less week. Less than one it's just, year it's been crazy. in. It's wild. It's just like how Shredders is so popular. Um, so I, I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. What, I know. What are you into? What's going on? Um, I feel like I've been, for music, I've been wrapping up, trying to like wrap up what, what came out this year and what came out last year because it's it all blurs together yeah, hard. in a lot of ways. Well, and it comes out so fast that I can't keep up like... I love an album for two weeks and then I forget about it, which yeah. I know is not how music is supposed to work. Um, yeah. So I've been doing that, but then, so I feel like I haven't been listening to anything new. Okay. And then it's also made me like nostalgic. I've been listening to a lot of albums that like I really liked in high school. Amazing. And stuff like that. Just like, and I've never been a full album person. I think we've talked about yes. this where like, I don't listen you to full albums. You have a different albums. generation. Yeah. Your singles. But the other day at work, I just like sat and listened to like a few like albums fully through and was like, oh, this is kind of yeah. nice. Which ones? I listened to um, Elado Negro's um, This Is How You Smile. Okay. Um, I listened to Carl Laden's Old Lives. I listened to Jose Gonzalez, his album Vernier. I feel like I listened to Boney Vera's stuff, yeah. like all of the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was just like all like very uh, trip down memory lane I know, for very Jacob. Nostalgic for me. I like it. Well, winter does that for me too. It makes me. It gets me in my feelings. Yeah. Um, but we'll wrap up favorite albums in the wrap up episode. Yes. Beginning of January. January. The year in review. You'll get the official Laserbeak yes. top albums of the year. Absolutely, and there's still time. People are still. Tanache just dropped a new album that's awesome. Submissions are still rolling in. Yeah, we'll take. They are them. sent directly to Laserbeak. They come right to me for consideration. <laughs> it's great. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't even been listening to music. I've been watching shows, which I don't mm. get to do mm-hmm. that often. But um, I just love HBO shows, man. I know I'm not any, that's not a new opinion, but I just crushed Succession, Righteous Gemstones, Chernobyl, Euphoria. I mean, not all in the same I was gonna sitting. Say, Damn. That's like over the year, but I'm yeah. like just constantly really impressed by what they did after Game of Thrones. I thought maybe the HBO would fall off for a little bit and they've just been hitting harder. Right. So anyways, I love shows. Yeah. That's a hot take from I, me. <laughs> Official review of shows. I love like them. them. I like I'm them. I'm into them. They're very cool. Uh, I just watched the first episode of Euphoria oh, like a few nights ago. I'm so excited for you. And it is, it's it's really good and it's shot so well, but it's so hard to watch. It's intense. And my wife was, um, she didn't go to like a public, her, her graduating class was like five kids, kind of like homeschooled basically. Mm-hmm. And um, she thinks that high school is actually like that. So she's already terrified for our children. Like she, she that show portrays every high schooler having like um, a sex tape on Pornhub or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I'm hoping to God, I mean, I haven't been in high school in 20 years. I'm hoping to God that's not true in 2019 so. I, I haven't been in high school for four years okay but it's I that don't wasn't think true four it, years ago it wasn't really true no, <laughs> okay no not that good I, not that i know so it's an exaggerated take yes. um but it's pretty fucking awesome speaking of your kids can we talk about their save the cows yes i mean i'd love i wish we brought them in here we will have to interview them next year i would love to interview them we'll do one-on-one interviews really wonderful um because i am almost finished with the penelope album the follow-up I know. To well then we've got to get lou in here we got to get lou in so anyways we'll do that but yes let's talk about it i was i was gone on tour for five days and in that time they came up with a scheme to save the cows and i don't know if they saw a chick-fil-a <laughs> commercial or what and it's around thanksgiving so it would make more sense about turkeys right. but it's save the cows they made t-shirts they made protest signs and I have been home now for like five days and I've yet to get a straight answer out of them on on why. They just, I say like, what's up with this? And they just start chanting, save the cows, save the <laughs> cows. And then I, I definitely watched them eat like beef and broccoli last night. Right. So yeah, it's very controversial. They're kind of like playing all sides right now, it seems. Smart of them. It is. Good business people. Yeah, really good. Um, they are really excited because December marks the return of the elves on the shelf uh, mm-hmm. for us and that do you know that game yeah i i only learned about that when i was in college because yeah. my family never did that no mine neither and i assumed it's a really creepy looking elf yeah it's so terrifying i assumed this was like a super old tradition maybe like an eastern european you know 600 year old tradition it's not. It's like it started in 1970 in Florida or some shit like that. Georgia. Of course it started in Florida. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was Georgia. Um, and it is a kind of creepy concept. Like this elf comes on the first day of December and just like spies on the children every day. And every night he goes back to the North Pole, he or she, and, um, res- you know, reports to Santa, comes back, spies on the kids, looking all creepy. And that's the what it's supposed to be. But in our household... The only rule we have is that there's two elves and they're both just super naughty. They're just like total troublemakers. So we don't really talk about how they're spying on the kids. We're more just like they're always fucking my shit up basically. So Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they'll wake up on Monday 
and there'll be like an entire box of cereal poured over my laptop. And then I wake up and I go, I'm going to get these elves. And then the kids <laughs> love that. And then uh, and then the next day, like one will be hanging off the toilet and there'll be like a tube of toothpaste in the toilet. So really, we're just kind of wasting. Just we're just wasteful. Things, but for <laughs> but for the enjoyment of your children, for the enjoyment of my children, not really teaching them any valuable lessons, but they laugh a lot. So it works out. Teaching them comedy. Yeah. Right. Something Teaching like them that. commitment. It's almost like April Fool's Day every single day th- until Christmas for us. Wow. Yeah, commitment. Stick with the joke. So anyways, sorry, that was a really long segue into, but it was a segue nonetheless. I was on the road with Shredders, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be going back on the road with Shredders for the third leg of the Great Hits Tour in December, East Coast, Philly, D.C., Boston, New York City, December 11th to the 14th. If you're on the East Coast or you know people on the East Coast, please come party with us. We party super hard. The show yeah. is awesome. We've got like the new material is crushing. We're jamming. We're like a hippie jam band, but rap. I got to see you guys in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Because I had I just happened to be in town for a conference and you guys were in town. Yes, and we partied. It was very fun. <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. I lost my voice that night for the remainder of that week. I went to the conference the next day very hungover. Yeah, there's a lot of vodka was, Red Bulls. It was, it was very worth it. Um, yeah, no, the show's coming together. So yeah, come out, see us before the end of the year, and then we'll be at the Turf Club in Mini- in St. Paul um, for the big hometown show on New Year's Eve. So that's what's happening in Shredder's world. We keep shredding. Um, Dessa just dropped her album with the Minnesota Orchestra, Sound the Bells, recorded live at Orchestra Hall. Uh, last month we had Andy and Sarah on, mm-hmm. and now it's out into the world, and she did her like release day show in Wales with the BBC Orchestra and we hit number two on classical crossover charts on Billboard. Yeah. And we missed number one by like 200 units because Andre Bocelli decided to put out a record. Darn. So now I have so close. Uh, eternal worldwide beef with Andre Bocelli. Cheryl Crow's on the list. Cheryl Crow has dropped down to number two. Wow. Bocelli is in oh the top gosh. spot. I got my sights on him. That's kind of it, and we've already talked way too long. We have an incredible special. Inc- we have an incredible. Hmm, we have an incredibly special guest. <laughs> <laughs> She's incredibly special. She's incredibly special. Uh, her name is Sophia Aris. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world, um, and we got to catch up with her when she was rolling through town with Lizzo uh, a little while back, and uh, it was awesome to catch up with her. So let's fucking do it. Let's do it. This episode of Tuesdays with Laserbeak is brought to you by our good friends at Copycats Media. I've been working with Copycats for like close to 15 years now, it feels like. And they've been our go-to company um, for all the CDs and the vinyl that we've printed up over the years. The thing I really appreciate about Copycats is how hands-on they are. Um, When we're in the middle of putting a record together, I'm talking to them multiple times a day. We're going through artwork, design, printing, packaging, shipping, um, getting things to distribution on time. And they're kind of holding my hand every step of the way. So regardless of what level you're at, if you're interested in printing up physical CDs, physical vinyl, um, I would totally recommend hitting up Copycats. It's copycatsmedia.com and they are the best. I, I could not be more thrilled to welcome one of my favorite people, in the entire world, <laughs> Sophia Aris. Thank you. She has just popped in. Um, 
It's the second night of the Lizzo sold out. I'm just going to call it international world takeover. <laughs> Extravaganza. <laughs> all of that. Absolute. Like foot on the neck. Crushing the entire world. Um, Top Bonanza. flight the world. <laughs> Top flight Lizzo of the, the world. The whole world. Yeah. It's crazy. It's currently still the number one song. Mm-hmm. Truth Hurts. On its sixth week. It's crazy. I'm sure by the time that people are listening to this, it'll be on its like 24th week or whatever. Man, that'd be so. crazy. <laughs> but, <sighs> but, um, but Jake and I are so thrilled that you made some time for us because I know that yes. it's been fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. I feel like I get to, well, full disclosure, I manage Sophia mm-hmm. and we obviously make music together. And um, I feel like I haven't seen you in like a year because you've just been on a tour bus. The whole time. We've been keeping, yeah, you've been doing a great job. <laughs> Thank it's you. Been a lot. We've been coming up we together. Are. Yes, we have. Yeah. Um, but how are you holding up? For I'm, real. You know, I'm good. I like definitely uh, um, have been really listening to myself and, and figuring out what I need and what I don't need. And I've been trying. I'm Basically, I'm at a place now where I can really hone in and just be one job. And I yeah. just got to that place. I was like doing like six jobs, I feel like. Um, but Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. You know, shout out to the Arrogant song. <laughs> Streaming now. Streaming now everywhere, <laughs> all platforms. And and it was cool. Like, it's good. I wanted, and back in school, I, I moved to Minneapolis to go to IPR to, you know, get into music business. And I graduated with a music business degree. But I remember the first class I had was called Enter the Dragon. And they were like, make sure you say yes to everything because mm. you never know, you know, what you're capable of. And just going in with a closed mind, you're going to maybe you know, block off blessings you could be getting if you just say yes. Yeah. So I definitely, for the last 10 years, I've just been saying yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everything, which got oh, me in the place I am now. Yes. But, but then there's a time. No. There's a time You're to say no. You're allowed to say no. That's, that's so nice. That's something that I am very much recognizing too. Like you have, and it, it goes in like chunks. Like I'll have like two years where I say yes. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And look at all these blessings pouring down because of all this. And then all of a sudden, I'll be in like an anxiety, like pain cave, and like can't, like yeah, like the last an two weeks. An anxiety pain cave. Anxiety pain cave is what it feels like, and uh, and that was like the last two weeks of my life. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta say no, man. Like, mm-hmm. and so twenty twenty is gonna be the year of the no. No, no, nope, nope, nope. not gonna not gonna be able to do that. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, you Sophia has been. Um, Obviously on on Go ninety five morning show for mm-hmm. years now. Yes. I feel like, and you get up at like four in the morning. Yes, and then as the Lizzo touring was rising, you were still calling in and doing that show live. With yeah, those guys. live. So I would be like, and and you know, in the beginning of the, the I guess when the show started, it was it's on its second year now. Um, we weren't at the place we are now, so I'd be sharing a room a lot with somebody. And so I would right. have to, I couldn't I'm wake sure. them up in the morning. So when I did the show live, I would have to find a place in the hotel, like a closet or like the stairwell, or it would just be, I would be so uncomfortable, but I would still be doing the show live from wherever I was. Yeah. And sometimes I'll get surprised in my own room. I'm like, oh my God, thank God I can like be here. But it would just be the courageous scenarios, but I like, you don't thug it out. Yeah. And, and it's been, sometimes I would try to do it on the tour bus and we would like get cut out or I'd be like in traffic in New York City, still live on air and just, oh my gosh. it was so stressful. But we did it. You did it. You, you got did it. Through. You put you know? in your yeah. You you put in your time. Um, Definitely don't did. Go, don't do this right. Okay. Don't so do that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That was. That was I just added you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. I'm just used to me. Hey, don't do that. Uh, no. That's my bad. It's the pink hat. The pink hat has given you like a new feist. Oh yeah, I'm wearing a pink hat, which it's is very, very exciting. It's nice peachy pink. I got in here peachy and I had pink. to run it by Sophia and Jacob because I know nothing about fashion. But I will say my wife. 
picked this up for me. So it's I good. should have just trusted her. She's going to hear this now and be like, what an <laughs> asshole. Um, but I have, I, I feel good. I'm going to wear this uh, indefinitely now. Cameron did it. it. You can do it. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're dip set here. Yeah, yeah we're dip set. <laughs> Jacob's Jewels. It's Jewels Maldonado. Sophia's Jim Jones. Yep. And, and I'm killer come, come, killer come, come. <laughs> Hey, or, or who who is the other way? Uh, freaky Freaky Ziki? Maybe I'm Freaky Ziki. Freaky Ziki. I don't know. It's hard I don't to say. know. Jaka doesn't know any of these people. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm it's confused. Harlem, Jaka. It's it's Harlem. So you know, Joel's was at an airport and he forgot he had a gun in his pocket and just ran away from TSA and he had to go to jail for a year. <laughs> you can't really blame him. That is like that when, like I wouldn't have a gun in my pocket, but like I definitely would forget that I had something stupid on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't bring guns to the airport. No, those don't do it. Just don't do it. That's the moral of this podcast. <laughs> All right, Jacob. You're yeah, Jewels. No, like, yeah, we're no, talking uh, to you sure. right now. So, you know, <laughs> I had, in our in our high school, they used to do like a self-defense class for girls. And at the end of it, you would, you would sign up for it. And at the end of it, you'd have to go through like basically like they would make an alley of people and then you'd get like attacked. Whoa. And then if you like passed it or whatever, they'd give you a coubaton. Whoa! Which apparently you can. It's like a. It's just like a long metal rod that you can use, like hit people or like (laughs) hit their eye. I don't know. I didn't take the class because I was too anxious about the idea of the alley thing that freaked me out. And um, yeah, I've had friends who they just keep it on their keychain, and you can't take that to an airport. You can't take that. No, they'll confiscate it. Yeah, don't take a knife. So don't take a kubaton. Don't take a knife, and don't take a don't take a gun. So what happens if you didn't pass? You just have to keep running down the alley until you pass. Just get your shit kicked out of you. I have no idea. And literally, that was enough to make me like I'm all about like self defense, but like I was so scared of the idea of that, like the like yeah. And apparently, they don't tell you that they're gonna do that, but like our teacher who like got us into this she was like i don't feel comfortable not telling you guys this and yeah, i'm like that good seems for like you, illegal a small to... stick thank you i know right i wonder what, just... the, what the people in the alley look like but like i just thought about power rangers and how like the bad guys were always like these great little things and they'd be popping out you know what i'm saying sure they should have them dress up like that <laughs> sophia speaking of power rangers has a song on the power rangers soundtrack I right do, yeah. it was oh like it was in the first like was 15 minutes of the movie yeah yeah and honestly i was like afraid to watch the movie for so long because i had my hopes way up and i was like what if it's just like you know like the end or what if it just made the soundtrack was what if it wasn't in the movie and i was just like kind of like nervous and then i finally watched it when it made it to netflix and i'm watching the movie and it was great by the way okay love power rangers i gotta check it it out great movie but the first 15 minutes they go to like saturday school and this is when they actually meet as a unit and become like the power rangers Mm -hmm. and um the red rangers walking down the stairs and you hear um uh the the song was with Bionic. Um, you hear you hear the whole first verse. Yeah, and it's totally. Um, how that song go? Run these streets. Run. Yeah, like tension ain't been this high before. It's like a whole minute and a half. So tight in the movie. So tight. It was great. That's I crazy. guess I can show I that to my kids now. They're probably into Power Rangers. Oh my god, now, you gotta right. Oh, you gotta it's get done. them in there. It's a wrap. Is that the one with Becky G? Wasn't Becky G in that movie? Whoa, I don't know. Well, Jasmine from the live action Aladdin that just came out. Oh, she is was great. Kimberly, the Pink Ranger in the really? movie. Really? Yes. Oh, so she's had some major looks. Yeah. I loved did. Aladdin, by the way. I thought oh, Aladdin me was too. great. Will Smith did great. Good. My dad claims that Will Smith is better than Robin Williams. Ooh, I know. Which is a bold claim. It was just two different kinds, you know. Two different genies. But I really really appreciated will i didn't know it's funny because when we actually went to go see it in theaters we we're in manchester and the theater is right across the street from our hotel and we were so, so excited to see aladdin because it is my favorite disney movie and so we're in the theater and it gets to the point where literally aladdin is reaching for the lamp like 
his hands up in the air, and then Abu is about to touch the ruby, and then the movie just stops. No. And we're like, oh my God. What? And then they're like, excuse me, everybody. Um, there's a woman that's having a heart attack behind oh, you. Shit. There's a woman that was like in a, a cardiac arrest, like right behind us, this old lady. And so the movie stops and we're just staring at the screen and it's just literally Aladdin's hand reaching for the lamp. And <laughs> oh, we're like, oh, it's like stopped, like <laughs> it's frozen. Stopped. It paused. It's a, it's a frozen screen. And we're like, whoa, no. With and my so, first wish, I'd like to save this woman's <laughs> life. So we're in the, so we're in theater and instead of like taking the woman out, they kick us out. So like all like 90 people in the theater, we have to leave. And I'm like, after 20 minutes sitting there, I'm like, isn't this the opposite? Shouldn't she be leaving to go to the hospital? Why <laughs> yeah. do we have to leave? And so I was just like pissed. I've never been kicked out of a theater before. But it was right when the You're will like, was supposed to pop out. So I'm like, maybe I wasn't supposed to see Will Smith as a genie. Yeah. Maybe it's the universe like the same type. But then you There's did go him. see it. But then I okay, saw it. Okay, then you saw it. Yeah. And, and then like, you're like, I am supposed to see this. Yes, he was great. He was. He did a great job. My <laughs> favorite thing is there's a video of Will Smith on his Instagram with his kids on vacation. And they're like laying around and reading. And he says, do something that trends. He's like, I know you guys want to relax, but you got to do something that trends. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's you with your kids a it little is, bit. It is. Absolutely oh, it yeah. is. No question. I'm oh. modeling my, uh, my Instagram message after Will Smith. I love Will Smith. <laughs> I mean, I know great. everyone loves Will Smith, right? Literally. He was like my sticker in front of my Apple on my laptop. It was just his face. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I even love his new, like, the new raps that he's doing and stuff. I'm like, this Will Smith is still got On it, the icon? Man. He's like Philly, yeah, he's just one of those, like, Philly-bred rappers, and he's still got it. He's a Gemini man right now. Oh, yeah. And I'm Gemini. a Gemini. So That's right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm going to see Gemini man. He's in, like, a billion movies coming up. Anyways, yeah. we could talk about Will Smith forever. I really can. He's probably one of my favorite human <laughs> beings besides you. Thank you. There we go. There we go. That's high praise. Yeah. Uh, I did just get reminded that you have an incredible uh, video with you and LL Cool J. Oh, my God. Also one of your most famous people. Posted that recently. People. Yeah, like, so we just played ACL last weekend. And, um... And I just posted a memory that I had last time we played. It was probably three years ago. And we opened up for LL Cool J and at Stubbs. Actually, yeah. it, was, it was actually an after show of ACL. We did two shows that day. Tight. And Around the Way Girl is one of my favorite songs ever. And I remember growing up and listening to it. I'm like, he's talking about me. I was like, <laughs> imagine he was talking about me. So when we met him, um, I like, told him, like, I love Around the Way Girl. And like Lizzo pulls out her phone and is like recording us, like our interaction. And he's like... He sees her pull out the phone and he goes, what's up, I'm LL Cool J. This is Sophia Harris, my around the way girl. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. gave you a like, big hug. That like, guy is always on. That made my life. There's like, no, it's like. You can't lip, catch him off guard. Licking Cool J. Yeah, yeah, he's just always, there's an apple in his pocket. Oh my just, God. Yeah. You don't even know like the text messages I sent that line because we like got wasted because we were just celebrating. <laughs> and I remember like sending haikus like, um, the, LL Cool J coming around the way girl. <laughs> it didn't make no sense, but the point was made. And I yeah. sent the video to everybody. It's I was official. so happy. It's and, official. And the station actually made that into a drop for me. So now I have a version of Around the Way Girl with LL Cool J coming in saying, what's up, is LL Cool J and what's Sophia Harris from Around the Way Girl? And then the song starts. Yeah. It's that is really cool. Amazing. Uh, so good. So yeah, you are now, you were like, yes, you were five jobs, Sophia, for yeah, sure. And now you are like... You've been on the road forever, mm-hmm. but now you are like one of the hottest touring acts in the world. True. Uh, True. And yeah. it seems like it's going awesome. Do you feel like um, more levity? Like, does your head feel a little lighter and everything? Well, the thing. Get more sleep. The thing, the reason why I was excited to, well, the, the reason why I was maintaining all of those roles was because I was still trying to maintain a sense of self because as a DJ for Lizzo, um, I, w- I was just that. I, w- I didn't yeah. really have my own opening set unless I did it after party. It was just like 
that was me as her DJ. Yeah. And it's easy to kind of feel or to kind of lose yourself if you don't have another outlet to be yourself in a way. I was still myself, but, you know, I was like the back DJ. Yeah, you were part of something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I'm Lizzo's DJ instead of like Sophia Harris in a way. So having that role at the station while I was on tour. I'm sorry. I was like, okay. <laughs> having the role at the station while I was on tour still helped me keep a sense of myself. As Sophia Harris, but this tour specifically, I have my own opening slot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's been a really big um, shift for me, and I've been able to express myself and be myself on my own platform. So I feel like that's when I was like, I love this, and this tour has been amazing, and I can perform my own songs and show myself as a DJ. Yeah. And I feel that's what made me feel comfortable and being like, okay. Now I'm on the uh, platform I want to be on. I don't have to sh- stretch myself too much to show who I am. Now I can show who I am as the performer that I've always been, which it's perfect timing because now I'm officially probably been an artist since probably like six years yeah, now. Right. And I think that's a comfortable place to yeah. really be like, I am not a master yet, but I'm getting there and I'm confident enough to be like, this is me. I can just be this. You right. know? Yeah. So, no question. Well, yeah, yeah, it has. It's been six or seven because the chalice... I mean, you were the only guest feature on Lizzo Bangers, the mm-hmm. first Lizzo album. And I remember when we had Batches and Cookies and Lizzo's like, you know, I want to I hold this verse or whatever. Me and Ryan were talking about this recently. Mm-hmm. I want to hold this verse for Sophia. And we're like, there was no other features on that record. And we were like, okay, right? I, hope she, I hope she can do <laughs> yeah. it. I hope it's tight. And then Sophia just like blazed this verse. And we were all like, okay, it's done. It's a wrap. Just absolutely destroyed uh, batches and cookies. That's probably one of my favorite verses I've ever written it's to, so to good. this day. It's so good. We, our, our jaws dropped that when was, we got I think that. that was the, probably like the first Lizzo song I ever heard was Batches yeah. and Cookies and I used to play that on Radio K all the time and then I'd yeah. have, I, I would literally have people call in and be like I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that one turned out really song. good. That video turned out great. It's yeah. actually the party trick. I've been, uh, I call it a party trick because people I'll like I'll within my sets. Actually, this tour specifically, I've been ending it with batches and cookies. Oh, tight! And so I'll play it, and then I'll just like put the beat out and just rap the verse acapella. Amazing! The, really? I'm ends. gonna see that tonight. Yeah, you will. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. Uh, I love Act it. Surprise, I yeah. love it. I will. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> um, that is great. Well, and yeah, you've been so that was like, I mean, you started. I always do this. I go. I love origin stories. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Jaka. Yeah, no, I know. I, I'm like, I, all right. I, I, Tell like me what cereal too. you ate when you were a little kid. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but like you started, you moved here from, you were an army brat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Air Force. Oh, well, sorry. 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 It's, it's no, okay. No. Military Air Force. Brat. Military brat. My Air bad. Force specific. Yeah. My mom, my mom, um, I, my mom joined, the, my mom is one of eight children and she grew up in Iowa, like on a farm in Sioux City. And she was the only one that left because she was going to be a nun or join the military. Wow. Thank God she joined the military or else I wouldn't exist. <laughs> hey, but she, yeah, that's true. <laughs> she left Iowa when she was 19 to go to California. And that's when she met my dad, who was also in the military, like Air Force or whatever. And they had me. And so as a child, I was like, she was a single mother pretty much. But I went to 13 schools yeah. moving mm. around with her. But yeah. she got remarried when I was 12 and I was in Ohio. And so I was basically consistently in Ohio between the age of 12 to 19. And that's when I moved to Minneapolis. Yeah. Right, because you were in like, were you in Dayton? Where were you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And they're still out there. That's where my family base. Like once you, once two military people get married, it's like they try to make your family at least just like comfortable yeah. as possible. So they try to keep you in one location instead of moving you around like crazy. Yeah, right. So yeah. Okay, so nineteen, you get here, mm-hmm. and then you start going to like music business school. Yeah, I watched Brown Sugar when I was in high school, <laughs> and I wanted to be Tay Diggs. So I was yes. like, that's what. 
oh my god because i was just upset once the internet happened and i had my own computer in my room i was just obsessed with finding new music i wanted to yeah. be the first to know everything right. i'll be like on lyric websites because back in the day like that was the way to find the newest songs like for some reason lyric websites would just let you know what came out before it was talked about really yeah did okay. you ever notice that no. back in the day like no. az lyrics um yeah. it yeah. was like lyric oh my god but i'll just be on there and i'm like oh there's a new that's how i found out about um Kanye was because like I saw this like Kanye featuring Lauren Hill and I was like Lauren Hill did something what is this really? and it all falls down it was like the Amazing. original version yeah yeah but then the label cut her out yeah but before that's yeah, I found Kanye West was on the lyric website wow right? so you weren't scouring the rap blogs like me you were like on the lyric Lyrics, websites yeah Amazing. and I'm making my own mixtapes and stuff but yeah. basically Brown Sugar the role Tate explained he was the A&R and so it was his job to scope out new talent bring them back to the label and get them from point A to point Z and um, that's what I was like, that's what I want to be, yeah. you know? And I was like, I want to find an artist that'll change the world. Because I thought music, I still feel music is the most powerful language, like, in the world. And mm-hmm. um, even if you're in China, you don't speak the same language, you can still nod to the same beat. Yeah. It's a universal right. language. So I was, like, wanting to change the world with music. So I moved to Minneapolis because I found out about this music school called IPR. And I knew about Prince. That was my other favorite movie was Purple Rain. So, um, your two favorite movies were Brown Sugar and Purple Rain. <laughs> at that time, <laughs> and Aladdin. That's so good. And Aladdin. And, and Aladdin. Aladdin. Just, Brown just, Sugar is a good movie. I'm not going to, that's a great soundtrack. It's good. When did you fall in love with it, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like I, I went there with that intent to be AR, but like I said, they were like, say yes to everything. So, yeah. in that, and also it was 2008, which is, it basically, the music business was going down yeah. like the mm-hmm. Titanic. They were really hammering that in like, we're going down. Oh, my God. It's not making money anymore. But the industry was booming. You know, music was being stolen, but everybody was listening, Everyone's to, listening to it. Yep. So it was a really polar time to get into the business in general because they were just scrapping and trying to figure out how to reform the entire system to yeah. still be profitable. Mm-hmm. So. A&Rs were slowly like non-existent because of the internet. It wasn't like old school. You go out and scope people. You were like, they were kind of blended into other things. So I got into promotions, graphic design, video. I basically tried everything. So I knew all types of languages and how to help artists. And I started like three companies while I was in school too. Because that's why <laughs> they try to like, you know, like, oh yeah, you can do anything you want. You have yeah. everything. You have all the necessities you need there too, to start companies. You yeah. have every type of tool. Um so yeah, I like went. I started a video promotion or video company, a promotion company, and a underground radio station. What were they called? All the same thing. So Ocean Pedal Productions was the video company I started. Ocean Pedal. Yeah, and I actually, you know what I did? I like so I, I designed the business card and I actually got actual like a flower petal to put in the back of the card and I laminated it in Aww. there. But I didn't think about that. This is a living thing, and so it molded. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, they'll never forget like, you. That thing will be in so their like, wallet. You get it. It's like, oh, this is pretty. And on the back, it was like a nice flower. But then it just like a week Starts later, it's mold. just mold in the business oh card. Yeah. That's that's one of those things you got to you gotta try it before you know. Yeah. There's no way you could have known. <laughs> so, so that was good. So the video is Ocean Pedal Productions. Um, the radio station we started, it was like an online radio station. It was called Bum Radio, but it was beautiful underground music. Hey. Like a Bum Radio. Bum Radio. Okay. And, and then the promotion company I started with this, a friend of mine, Soren, it was called Sola, because I was he was Soren and I was Lauren. Uh, 
I see. I see what you promotions. did. Promotions. So yeah, those are the big oh my ones. Gosh, I need your. <laughs> I I need to form an LLC. I need your help coming oh, yeah, up with Jacob a name. Yeah, Jacob needs a name. Now. I told you to hit me with some <laughs> I ideas. Know. Jacob's I know. Jacob's a really unique name. Jake I know. I, it could just be my name. Cause what about Juels Maldonado? Jacob <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Juels. You got a name like Beyonce. Yeah, Jacob. exactly. Exactly. Jacob. Uh, so were you? Were you at that point? When you were making those companies, were you like, I want to be an artist, I want to be a DJ, I want to rap, I want to sing? Right. Or was that more just like, I'm a fan of music? I was just a fan, and I want, like, my intent was to help people, um, help artists get to where they wanted yeah. to be. But yes, on the low, I was always, like, in high school, I always wrote poetry. I remember I wrote my first rap when I had uh, my first, like, love, like, my first boyfriend. And he would freestyle with his friends all the time, and I just wanted to, like, be included. Sure. So I remember, like, sitting, I wrote my first rap to um the, Oh, I think they like me. Oh, I no think way. they like me. Yeah. And so I wrote a little 16 to that and acted like I was just freestyling. But I, that was like the core of what I wrote. And um, and I just remember like that's when I kind of got into like rapping. And then I would start like I had friends that sang. And I never thought I was a singer at all because in my mind, singers were like Whitney and Mariah. Sure. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. what I grew up listening 12 to. 12 octave range. Right. I was like, yeah. I can't sing like that. Yeah, yeah. But I love to write. So I'd have them sing my songs for me. And then I would rap in it. Like because I knew I could just flow and write or rap my poetry or whatever so i was doing things on the low sure and actually it wasn't until i was in dessa's class oh yeah you had dessa as a teacher so yes. dessa was a teacher uh moment like momentarily at ipr she, right she wow. taught um uh prom- i'm thinking it was a promotion class creative promo- creative and promotional writing okay is mm. what she taught at ipr and that was my first semester there so she was my one of the first teachers i met amazing and as someone that was also like, I moved here and I met a lot of people on the production side. And I was like, yeah, I rap. You know, that's kind of. Sure. I, I do. So they would like ask me to do raps on their songs. But it was always very like they wanted me to play the role of like a little Kim or like be yeah. like, oh, my man. Then like talking yeah, yeah, about totally. those kind of subject hook, matters. Hook girl. Yeah. You totally. know, yeah. that that was, you know, women in hip hop at the time. Um, but Dessa, when I met her, I remember sitting down in the class. She's like, what's up? I'm a rapper. And I never met another woman that just described themselves as a rapper before in person. Yeah. And her music was just so not like Lil' Kim or any of those people. <laughs> sure. It was just like very like, wow. Like I just felt her. I was like, this is something I feel I can connect with. Like I feel like this is in my pocket. Like yeah. what she's talking about and, you know, poet the poetic like flair that she had, it was definitely the lane I felt inspired by at the time. So throughout her class, I also started, um, I made friends with Profis. Oh, yeah. Shout out and, to Profis. Yeah. He produced the first Sophia Eras EP. He sure did. And my first song, Rest Your Head Up. So yeah. I would I would hang out. He like lived across the lake. It was when I lived in like Loring Park. And I would go to his house because he would let me like play and, and, and experiment with my voice. And he like, he's like, yeah, just... He would write things for me and I would write too. And we would, I, it was my first real experience of someone being patient enough to let me learn how to record my voice. So it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Like, you know, when you first start, you're like, you hate the sound of your voice. Oh, totally. like, that's how I sound. It's like everyone that hears their voicemail or whatever yeah. message. You're like, jeez. Yeah. You know, yeah. even Dessa, like I asked her, I was like, I would stay after school and ask her questions. Um, and I, I remember asking her like, how did you learn how to feel comfortable with your voice? And she took me over to the corner of the wall, like, and she just put her nose up to the corner of the wall. She's like, this is how I did it. And so she could hear herself back if she talked oh, into the corner. Oh, sure. The bounce back super mm-hmm. fast. Crazy. And she's like, this is how I got comfortable with my voice. And I was like, word. And That's so, so Dessa. I just talked, yeah. in, I talked into a wall for, <laughs> for seven years. And I was like, so I really did start doing that. And then one day I, I uh, watched all three Matrixes in one day. Yeah, you did. And I made 
my first song. It was like I watched it with Tony, and he had, we he had his his living room. What computer was in his living room connected to his big screen, so he could sit on like the floor and like make beats if he wanted to, like yeah. on his TV. So we watched all three Matrixes, and then he started making this beat, and I was like, ooh, and I, I was like in it. I literally wrote a song to that beat in twenty minutes. And I was like, can I, I was like, don't throw it away. I was like, can I just record this idea? And yeah. he was like, yeah. And that was Rest Your Head Up, awesome. which was the first song I ever like put out. And I gave it to Dessa on my last day of her class. And I was like, I made a song and you know, you helped me get to this point. And I was like, I want you to have it. And she was like, thank you. But this was a song that actually ended up to be when we performed, this is like skipping ahead six years later. But when Girl Party got asked to perform at Paisley Park um, for Prince, uh, Prince came down. I met him during sound check and I shook his hand and he was like, thank you so much. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. You know? And during our sound check, we, because we asked to do a two, he asked us to do a two and a half hour set. Sure. You're like, fuck. Oh my yeah, God. No, we did not have that much content <laughs> to do two and a half hours. But between Lizzo, Manchita and I, we had solo songs we could fill sure. in within our group songs and Blowtorch did our own half hour set to DJing. Yeah. So we're doing sound check and um, we're doing like our group songs and then we do our like personal songs in between, just we do one each, and I did rest your head up, and and then it moved on to like one of Lizzo's songs, and the security guy comes down and he's like, "Yo, um, excuse me, go back and do that song again," and we're like, "What? Which one?" He's like, "He wants that song to be done again." Amazing. And and we oh don't know who God. he was, but we're like, like do it again. We know so who he is. Yeah. We run totally. it back, and I do the song rest your head up again, and so after our sound check is done. We go upstairs, um, and the guy comes in, and, and he goes, Prince wants to know if he can play with you during your set. No and, way. Oh, my gosh. So the whole time, everyone's like, Lauren, it's that song. Like He loves your song. Yeah. Just, but we had no, oh, my God. Because when you go to Paisley Park, back in the day, now it's different. You can't drink. You can't smoke. Yeah. You can't cuss. You can't do anything. It was like a big purple church. You couldn't do anything to relieve your anxiety whatsoever. <laughs> If you had it, <laughs> so if I'm you had there, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm freaking there, out. Oh my god, you couldn't use your phone. Sure, you couldn't do anything. So I was in there freaking out two hours up until like we actually get to perform, and I'm like, oh my god, is he really gonna come up on stage? Like, what? I don't know. And and then we start the performance while finding Nemo's projected behind us the whole time. Oh my you. god, that's my favorite <laughs> Disney movie or whatever. Pixar's owned by Disney. Girl yeah. party, and that's the other thing we had hell of anxiety because girl party all we did was cuss and drink. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Totally. That was like a right. part of the whole yeah, ambiance. And we couldn't cuss. We couldn't do anything party related. And we had finding Nemo projected behind us Amazing. while we're doing our Amazing. set. And so we. This is the greatest story I've ever. Heard. <laughs> yeah. So we get to so we get to the point where rest your head up is coming. And I look to my right and I see his white guitar just sitting there on the side of the stage, like just ready. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. And then I start the song, doing the song. Halfway through the song comes, he's still not there. Song's <laughs> over, he's still not Aww. there. And then the entire set's over, he never comes out. And then, then the party continues and he never came and out. And the guitar just stayed there? It just stayed there. <gasps> so oh he got gosh. us. But he, he's kind of known for that. He'll oh, yeah. kind of get you. Oh, totally. You know? But I just know at the end of the day, he knew he liked my song. Oh my god, I love. <laughs> Incredible. You know when security gets sent over and tells you to do it again, like Funk Flex. I was like, so nervous. <laughs> I know, right? And I, like I was nervous doing that song again. I remember, like, I don't think I started on the right note, but oh I was like, okay, god. focus on just whoo, breathe. Amazing. And I mean, I know that everyone has their own like Prince was supposed to show up and didn't show up story, but yeah. I remember dude, there was a one of the last blowouts. We were packing up and um, 
first day I've got the word like, yo, I think Prince is going to actually roll down to bunkers where he used to like pop in Ooh, with the house yeah. band or whatever. Because yep. it was Dr. Mambo's combo was playing, which is like the house R&B funk band at bunkers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the, all the staff, like everyone is like, all right, pack all this shit up. We're all going to go down there and check this out. And we sure enough, when we get there, there's like a, a huge limo just idling in the parking lots. We're like, oh, my God, it's going down. But the same thing, you know, oh, like God. Dr. Mambo's combo played for like two hours. No one ever came in. And we had a lot of, it was great. We had a great time. Dr. Mambo's combo rules. Yeah. I, dra- <laughs> I drank that. a lot. <laughs> but but the same, you know, then the limo just eventually left. So, yeah. Uh, but you, yeah, that's I, amazing. I remember the, my roommate, that before I knew what Bunkers was, like, it was back in, like, 09 when I lived with six people or whatever. Yeah. It was, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and my roommate bangs on my door. I was like, what the fuck? like, what? And she's like, Lauren, open the door. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, yo, so me and Colin just went to Bunkers, right? And this person with heels on stepped on Colin's foot. And he's like, yo, man, you stepped on my foot. And the dude turns around and it's Prince. And he jammed, <laughs> oh he jammed out for like three hours on the stage. Yeah, at totally. He would, just, like, he would pop up from time to time. I miss Prince. Yeah. Oh, man. For anyone that, that isn't from the Twin Cities and visits, go to Bunkers. It is like the Monday night funk night. Oh, my that's God. It's up. so good. And I dragged Lauren last year because that's where they always have every year they do a, a tribute to Luther Vandross show. <laughs> two. Oh, okay. They do two. They do a Friday and a Saturday, and they bring in like some absolute killers, and they just they go through the whole thing. They like, have Big Luther and Little Luther. Oh man, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, they have Young Luther, Old Luther, and um, and I dragged Lauren with me. But yeah, it is the best. It was awesome. I'm, we'll take you there, Jacob. That's It'll incredible. Yeah. Yes. Um, and now, and now I'm just gonna derail this conversation into Luther Vandross real quick. Okay. Okay. Ruben Studdard is on tour doing the songs of Luther Vandross. Oh my God! I just talked about Ruben the other day. I know. He was on the wall at some venue. I was like, Oh, Ruben, I miss. I'm like this. I was thinking, sorry for 2004, like for hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a great song. 2004. Is he still like? Is he still kind of big? Or is he's he, big. He he's big, big. I think uh, maybe not as big, mm. but uh, but he's coming to first. Or no, I'm sorry. I thought he was coming to first half. He's coming to the Fitzgerald, and he's doing all Luther songs when? this fall, like in November, I think. Like, oh, we have to bust the move and go. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll, I'll call in sick for you, and we'll fly you back. Uh, <laughs> call in sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Alana. <laughs> Sophia won't be able to make it tonight. She's got a little uh, cold. I think about that. I've never missed one Lizzo show. Yeah, right? That's what's like, what we've, I mean, yeah. I always wonder, like, will I, nope, I probably won't. I know. It's (laughs) it's so weird to, I don't know if I've ever missed a show. Like, various Doomtree members, we all, I think we all probably have at one point or another when you're just, like, deathly sick. And that's the nice thing about having a seven-person crew is you're like, okay, we can fill it in for a little bit. And filled in a couple times, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, for stuff, yeah. Um, But I know, yeah, when it comes to shows, there's not really, like, a cancellation. As a job, you cannot call in sick for it. No. Dug it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so before the the Finding Nemo Prince thing, was it it that first song, though, that got – the chalice thing going yeah okay so so rest your head okay so yeah so that was a song that was my one song you know and i met lizzo and i put wait put that out probably like in 09 okay um and actually i remember alicia Steele working at um spain kitten at the time and yes. they were they made a commercial for spain kitten which was kind of like a soft porn but she asked if they could use rest your head up in the commercial and i was like sure and they're like and she paid me in like sex toys <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Here's your uh, here's yeah. your gifts. But this woman, this like the one of the biggest bloggers in the world, like she was like in the Forbes magazine and everything, posted that song on her blog, and it got me like hella hits. Like, nice. And I was like, whoa, oh my god! And it, it like was my first little victory. So I always guess, say as yes a- when the soft porn 
always ask, say yes. When, <laughs> when they ask to, to license the track. Just take the sex toys. Put it in the, right. yeah, take the sex toys. They offer to pay you in sex toys, Always say take the yes. sex toys. Take it. <laughs> and so I, so I meet Lizzo like a couple years later um, in like 2011 at this like block party. And we like became friends from like karaoke and Beyonce together later on that night. We just got wasted and walked from like El Gato to like VFW. And we're like, oh, we're best friends now. So <laughs> I didn't know anything about her. I just knew she moved here with her producer. And I remember she came over to my house and I was just showing her like, I was like, oh, you do music too? And I was like, I have one song. And I played her rest of her She's like, oh my God, can I be your backup singer? And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know. And and so that was like my, and I, I met Claire DeLune shortly after. And I had these beats from Tony because he was like my, my prophet. Yeah, prophet. He was my one person that was letting me giving you beats artists, you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so um i had all these beats from him and the girls uh were like oh i like this beat and it was push it and and they wrote to um they both wrote to it at this party and then i wrote the verse later and we recorded it at prophet's house put it up on soundcloud and we called it the chalice because our intent was kind of like to make a mixtape of all women and it was just going to be a mixtape called yeah. the chalice yeah. not a group called the chalice and so andrea swenson listens to this song from the current and she like She's like, oh, you want to be, um, can I play this on our local show? And we're like, hell yeah. Yeah, we want to be on <laughs> Let's the radio. Go. What? I remember we like drove to a basketball court and watched boys play basketball and then played it. Like we listened to it or whatever, <laughs> like a salt and pepper video or something. Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> so it's like, absolutely. I think that is a salt and pepper video. <laughs> like, oh, and like, it was just like perfect. And so long story short, that song comes out and then they ask us to be, um, they, we got, we got, show offers from that and we literally only made one song so we had to make other songs yeah. to even have a set and long story short just basically the chalice was a big snowball of opportunity of saying yes like we had to create new songs to say yes to these shows and then the current assets to do the in studio and then they're like oh so are you guys putting out an album and Claire was like, yeah, in the fall. And it's like May. And we're like, what? And we didn't You're even like, talk about we it. We are? <laughs> like, okay. So yeah. then we were forced to make an album in two months. Yeah. Um, and so that's it was just a bunch of that. Totally. And, and the pressure it, can be great sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Not always. I mean, we did it. We wrote. Yeah. And I'm, I'm over here like one song deep with these two women that are just like little masters in you their craft. Got, and I literally faked it till I made it yeah. all the way, man. It was my yeah. first time ever in a studio with anybody else besides tony's room sure. you know like i really had to th they threw you in the fire i made it you know i was not like ready but i did it yeah and 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 that like we sold out our you know release show at the seventh entry and then that that really took its place to chalice really that that got us to prince yeah and totally. that got us on that third eye girl album or whatever yeah but chalice took us up until you know we couldn't do it anymore and we like, basically became girl party yeah. with manchita which was great um, and then Lizzo became Lizzo and then she's like you gotta come on tour with me just be my DJ and then that's kinda and I never DJ before and I was like okay that's right and then I, I know I, DJ. I forget <laughs> now like now it's so just second nature it's DJ Sophia Aris but right. I do forget like when I met cause I so I met Sophia at the same time that I met Lizzo basically mm -hmm. cause they had and you guys were just recently friends you know you hadn't known each other yeah, that long yeah it was probably a year um, and and yeah, I forget, you know, Harmar was going out on tour and he, mm -hmm. he needed backup singers. So Lizzo was in the band and, and you, right? Yeah, it was well, basically like that was the first day of Girl Party Boot Camp. We were basically going to have a boot camp to really get our stuff together. And that day, Lizzo gets the call from Harmar like, I want you to go on tour. So it was yeah. just like a shift. Yep. And so, yeah. So I, when we went on tour with them, I DJed for Lizzo and I worked merch. Right. And Lizzo... Um, did her opening set and then um, sang backup for Harmar. She Harmer. sang backup with Harmar Superstar. So we definitely paid her 
pulled so our that weight. was your yeah <laughs> and that was your first time touring right yeah. both of you really mm-hmm. i mean i remember doing a couple out of town dates with lizzo for like i think we did three shows with Polisa in like right. chicago and wherever which mm-hmm. was amazing because we would just it was just me and her and we would just drive around all day listening to a drake album and then the next day we'd oh like God. it was before i had like an aux cord or something yeah. <laughs> i sound really old but then we would just like pop into a Target the next day, pick up like the older Drake album, listen to that one all day, like sing along to that. Drake was a soundtrack of our life when we did a tour because that the um, nothing was the same came out. Yeah, and I totally. love that. That's still one of my favorite Drake it's albums. A great I think album. because that was just our soundtrack to our totally. first tour ever. Totally, that's a great road album. It was, you know, like from time. Oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's I wild. love me. I love you. Know, oh, I love that album. It's so. That was Drake is still like the soundtrack of life. I you knew what it was. Oh yeah, come you, you on, know, come or you on. You know what it is. I got the tattoo, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that man is like the sun. I like on the stage, and I was just like, Drake's like the sun. Even though he's not there, he's always there. Yeah, he's, he really is the biggest star in the world. It's crazy. He's he's, he's so good. Yeah. Oh my god, he's, he's so, good. so good. Like I finally got so to good. see him. Jacob, now we're you guys have to bring us back. It could be this. Could be you guys need a, a podcast where you talk about Will Smith and, yeah, and Drake. And Drake. And Drake, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could, I could, feel, I could have a Drake podcast where I just have different people on and we just talk about Drake. Oh my god, be great. all the facets because he really, he really has pulled a lot of artists up more than any other artist has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can bring Drake back to Lil Wayne though. I could talk about Lil absolutely, Wayne. Absolutely, absolutely. Lil Wayne made Nicki and Drake think yeah, about that. Totally, right. totally. What a legacy! I feel like that's a true to me when you talk about that's like A&R. the greatest rappers of all time. I think. If you didn't pull up another artist, I think that removes you from that category. Ooh, interesting. I think that's a big way to look at it. Yeah. Because when you think about Jay-Z, look at all the artists. He got Rihanna. Sure. You know, he got... Think about how, who put people on. That's just a good way to look at who really is a good. I can't believe you didn't mention Memphis Bleak. I would have really thought that. <laughs> <laughs> the locks. <laughs> yeah. Um, or that was it. Yeah, who... Yeah, Memphis who, Bleak. That, who did Jay-Z put... Outlaws, uh, Biggie brought up obviously Junior Mafia and mm-hmm. Lil Cease and Lil Kim. I feel like all the greats have done it. Has out, yeah, Nas didn't bring up nobody. Nas did had he? like Big Noid and some of the Queensbridge murderers, but no one really fucked. Mob Deep, kinda. Ah, this is for a different rap podcast. <laughs> whole, I know, but but that's just that's a new thought I had recently. Like, that's good. I like who that. Who put? What's your legacy though? Yeah, totally. You know? What's mm-hmm. it all look like? I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. When did the Sophia Ayers first EP come out? Because you, okay, you toured with Lizzo. Yeah. Shit starts to really crack off. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, Lizzo Bangers was was bubbling here in the cities. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I was just, well, because it's Lizzo Mania, I've been, like, getting hit up all the time. Like, no, what about, God. tell me about that story. Well, I know you know. You know. <laughs> I know, right? So I have to field my interviews and I field Sophia's interviews. Yeah. So everyone, like, could we just oh. get a couple quotes for, um, but so I've really been going down memory lane in this, like, cause someone just hit me and it was like the five year anniversary of the Letterman show. Mm, yeah. And, Chaz uh, did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh my God. You were so happy that day. You're like, <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> That was one of my favorite days of all time. That was such a good day. Uh, I think it was, was that the day after or whatever? Me and Sophia and Lizzo and Paper Tiger. I feel like it was maybe a different New York trip. Oh my God, that was CMJ, wasn't it? It was CMJ. Yeah. I will tell you about one of my favorite days of all time. Okay. Aside Please from do. the birth Please of my do. kids and my wedding day. Uh, right. Then my favorite day besides those three days, four days is uh, I got to go on the TMZ. I love TMZ. Oh I, I did love TMZ. I don't watch it anymore, but. Before I had kids, that was like my guilty pleasure television. Mm-hmm. I watched it every night. Um, and so we did CMJ, uh, like for the Lizzo Bangers yeah. album. And then the next day, Paper Tiger got me tickets to the TMZ bus tour in yeah. New York, which had just come out. <laughs> 
And we were so hungover. Like we were, we were like, we might not be able to sit on this bus, man. This oh is my god, really you made that drink up. though. What was that hangover drink? Oh, yeah, the, the uh, we the all out- stayed at Paper Tigers house. Yeah, we all stayed at Paper Tigers house. Uh, Sophia and Lizzo were like on the air mattress. I was on the couch, and because this is like the humble early years, yeah. like no money. I don't even know how we got out there. I think oh. we convinced somebody to pay for our tickets. <laughs> right. um, and. So then we had in the morning we had the Alka Seltzer emergency combo. I've been wondering what that. Was. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what I do. He combined have, it. I com- and have you been needing it? And you're like, oh, what was it? What I know. Was it? <laughs> That's what I do. I combine a, an emergency packet and two Alka Seltzers, and you that'll get you going. Mm-hmm. And then uh, me and you guys like dipped out. Me and Papes went on the TMZ bus tour, which was incredible. We've like they it happened to be restaurant week, and so halfway through they were like. Special surprise, guys. We're going to drop you off at Guy Fieri's new restaurant in, in like downtown. Oh my God. And you're going to get to meet Guy and eat for free. And we were like, <laughs> what the fuck? And so like, we get dropped off at Guy Fieri's restaurant, which is no longer there. Rest in peace. Um, he does have a new chicken restaurant at the Mall of America opening up. Oh, Holy shit. Um, so we're like, oh, fuck. He's there. Like They're taping it, and it ends up being on TV like, you know, as a big promo for his new restaurant. And so we go in and we're chopping it up with Guy, eating chicken wings with him, and we have a free bar tab. And it's like three in the afternoon. I'm like, this is the most the incredible thing that's ever happened to me. And then everyone else leaves, and me and Papes are like, I wonder if we just stay here at the bar if they'll just keep serving us. And they did. Oh my god! And then we hit up Sophia and Lizzo. We're like, you guys got to get over here. And we had like met a bunch of friends. We were just holding court. Like I met all the guys, like his posse, which is like all these guys he grew up with in Southern California. Oh my god! They were all there with like their matching skull jackets. And then we go to Dave and Buster's. Then we went to Dave yeah. and Buster's. <laughs> Like faded, we like ran around Times Square, went to Dave and Buster's. That was so fun. It was just like the most like wholesome fun day. I think we were. I was in bed by like eleven at night. Yeah. Like, I was. I was done. Anyways, that was absolutely incredible. Uh, shout out to Dave and Buster's. Day. Shout out to shout Guy Fieri. <laughs> there is a picture of me and Papes with Guy Fieri all all holding beers. That's like the best. I need to see that. I will pull that up. Me too. Uh, what happens to Guy Fieri? Man, he's, I'm telling you, he's at the Mall it. of America. He's he's. Why'd you say R&P? Oh, that that restaurant in Times Square. Oh, particularly. Jesus! I was like, <laughs> no, no, he's alive and well. He's okay, thriving. Cool. Okay, guy's cool. doing real good. He's giving. Oh, oh, oh! oh, 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 oh that just kind of came out. It. it just came out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's talk about newer shit. I feel like we got the we got the backstory. Right. Yeah. Sophia has been dropping. So now here I am with the manager hat on. I'm like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the yeah. Let's yeah. Pink hat's on. Pink hat is on now. Sophia has been dropping singles for almost a year now because mm-hmm. Who's Got the Boom came out, I think, in December. It did, yeah. Um, and so it's been like a steady every couple months. I don't know. Is there oh four God, or five out? Yeah. yeah. Jesus, October. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been, um, yeah, pretty much every like two months. Yeah. We really filled up that vault, didn't we? Uh-huh. We basically, so me, Laser Beak, and Bionic, before I knew I was leaving for tour in like April, yep. we just stacked. We Every Monday after um, my show at uh, Go 95.3, I would just go over to Bionic's house between like one and five. The most structured recording thing I've ever done. You <laughs> that was know, the most like, grown shit. <laughs> we were grown. It's like, <laughs> like as before that, I would just be up late or like, you know, like doing whatever, drinking, and just like, what are we going to create today? Yeah. Like that was like very structured. Like we went there from one to five. We would basically start a song and then, uh, we, so I don't know how we like started it. Yeah, but it, like we would be like finishing a song yeah. and then we would have enough time to like get started on another one so you could like. So the next week we'd have a jump off point. Yeah. Right. And it would just kind of roll like that. And we had like a really cool run, a couple month run where it just 
if somehow it worked out with all mm. our schedules. Yeah. And Bionic is actually a neighbor of mine. He lives like a block and a half from me, and which is incredible. Perfect. I was like, let's all hang out together. Yeah. And so and so <laughs> Sophia and Bionic had worked on music, obviously in Girl Party mm-hmm. and the Power Rangers song. Shout out Power Rangers soundtrack. Yeah, that's on like his album, <laughs> yeah. AIB. And then and me and Sophia had always talked about doing something together. And so it just kind of became this like perfect, well, you know, then I was like, well, Bionic lives like a block away from me. Like, why don't we just do this together? And we, and me and my Bionic had already done the Pool Boys EP where we had worked on shit right. together. So yeah. it was like, we were all worked together in different ways, made it really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super easy. It was a float out. Like, I feel, I just remember the day, the Fanny Pack day, when we yeah. made Fanny Pack, like it was I don't know what song we had just finished, but it was just a beat that was just knocking. It was a really, it was this great beat we were just sitting on. And I was like, it's like, okay, let's see what we got to this one. And I remember I just bought a green couch and I was just thinking about things that would be fly to say, like, got a green couch, Italian green couch. <laughs> I was like, what's a good just like thing? And then I looked over my fanny pack and I was like, I got my fanny pack. Ooh. And we were yeah. like, hey, <laughs> that's it. That's it. And that's I the just chorus. Thought about fly shit to say in the verse, just things that made me happy. It was just like a big collage of just things that made me happy and and um and it just that was like knocked out in like yeah that hour yeah it's sometimes like when you kind of just like get struck by lightning it was really fun for me because i'm usually not like involved in the in the writing process as much in the same room like i'll I'll weigh in after it's been written and someone spits it and i'm like okay well maybe we change that but Mm -hmm. like with lauren or with sophia it's like uh it's like she's writing it and and we me and bionic are like kind of weighing in or like we're kind of in the it's like a weird creative workshop yeah yeah it it really is it's like yeah and you especially feel the burn like that was i think you and i really got into feel the burn (laughs) you're like um the the freak neat you're like thick battle in a three piece like thicker than a freak yeah yeah he was so in that yeah i love it i love it um but so it's a really cool uh you know and then sophia will weigh in on like beat stuff too so it's a really cool like kind of trifecta collaboration yeah. thing that i haven't experienced a lot another triple threat another triple threat yes How many triple absolutely you i got <laughs> i got at least two now it was me and dessa and andy thompson but Ooh. that's like a that's like a more classical threat right this is more of this a like your nba jams threat. uh mm-hmm. space, space jam, jam. it's like space jam triple that's threat. still the goal that was the main goal like and i'm still waiting for space jam <laughs> 2 to come out but but so like yeah so i sat bionic and beak down just to talk about the basic concept of what we wanted to create yeah. And knowing how they make beats and like the sound and how it's like really heavy and and pop and powerful in a way, like I was like, it would be really tight to make like a Space Jam 2 soundtrack. Like, cause to me, that's one of the greatest soundtracks I've ever made is Space Jam yeah. 1 because it's a perfect blend of like R&B and hip hop. And it's like, Quasity DJs were just my shit. Yeah. And just that power pop, hip hop thing I would love to bring back. So talking to them about it, and it's before Space Jam 2 was announced. I was yes, like, that's correct. we gotta create this this vibe. And then all of a sudden Space Jam 2 gets announced. And I was like, we got to make that movie. I feel like I just manifested, a song's definitely gonna make that movie. It's I just have it. a big feeling. Well, I'm gonna just put that out there. LeBron James, if you're listening, we're gonna need you to get a Sophia Harris song on the it's soundtrack. It's going down. It definitely gonna make Consider it. It's gonna it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Consider absolutely. It but it that was happened. that was like the invi- <laughs> yeah right yeah. When does this come out? December. It's already on there. It's done. Um, that was the like we we're like okay tight like let's make some fast shit mm-hmm. some like kind of throwbacky like with big stabs and hits and mm-hmm. just like uh, energy and movement and that's like that's what it's been like from who's got the boom to feel the burn arrogant fanny pack mm-hmm. I think those are the four that are out now yeah and we're sitting on a couple more we do. exciting I'm still like I like honestly I played the the new the new one that I think we're gonna go next with is yeah. called baby mama and me yeah and I wrote it I basically that it was this t-pain beat you sent me probably like two years ago now 
I remember starting it when I was seeing someone with a baby mama. And I remember being like, I was really, it was just the first situation I've ever had with, yeah. a, the, with a partner that had a baby mama. And so I feel like, and I wrote, I just wrote a, that, that. I remember sitting in the, the session with you and Bionic and I was like, so you got a baby mama and me. You're like, what did you say? <laughs> I was like, Stop, say that again. I was like Prince's security guard. Uh, excuse me, Miss. Say that again. Run it back. <laughs> so that's like basically the concept of the, yeah. the next song, and it's yeah. very like. Um, reminds me, of, definitely, I think about b boys dancing to it. It's yeah. very uh-huh. like, doom, doom, like old so, school. And that's, that's so been the cool, cool thing too, is because well, Bionic comes from like a dance background, has has always like been in the dance world, kind of too. Mm-hmm. So like, getting different troops to to do like dances to the songs and things like that that we've had for the first couple of songs. It's been yeah. cool. There's like a, a dancer yeah. element to this stuff. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. I, um, so I, I use the word DJ very loosely. It's mm. a playlist, but I like DJ yeah, for counts. trivia mafia. Yeah, nice. you do. And every time I play, who's got the boom, I have people come up to me. They go, what is this? I really like this. Uh, and I go, love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love last it. week I played Shredders and somebody came out to me and they were like, what is this? Yeah. I really like it. Like, Shredder pops is, up. Hey. I heard Shredders in the mall in like some random city. They're in the van store. Really? Yeah. Nice. I, was like, that's I was like, that's Shredders. We are. We're kind know? of mall rap. There used to be mall rock. That was like uh, My rap. Chemical <laughs> Romance. Those were like mall rap. Next like, album name? Yeah, that's pretty good. Mall rap. We're like in good. Zoomies and yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Cal Surf and whatever, yeah. Sophia, anything else you'd like to say? Plug, uh, rep, shout out, um, get off your chest? Um, Anyone you want to just like burn? <laughs> um... No, I'm really happy you guys had me. I think it's really cool you're doing a podcast. You're doing everything, Geek. <laughs> and I'm so glad you met you, Jacob. I think you're great, oh, too. Oh, man. Jacob's this the is best. a really oh, thank you. beautiful match. This no, podcast. I, at, at your release show, Sophia came up to me after and was like, you're you're really good at hosting. And yeah. I, to me, that was like, I was like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> you're great. Like, and I was like, this is awesome. You guys did such a great job. Oh, that was such a cool show. Oh, man, that was I've never seen anything that like that. That was my theater. That was up there with the the Dave and Buster's experience we had oh as far as like favorite that was nights. A great night. It but was that so was, smooth. Essentially that was just like the biggest ego trip of all time. So it was just like, <laughs> Laserbeak, this is your life. We love wow. you. What a life it was. <laughs> it was a good one. That was the one. It was I a love good that one. show. Um, well, I can't thank you enough. Like you made, you cleared some very little time in your insanely busy schedule <laughs> to come in here and chop it up with us. And we love you and we wish you and the whole, the whole crew, like the most happiest, successful, <laughs> Seven point two billion dollar world takeover. Ooh, yes, uh, and I'll a, hit y'all back with that million. Though, <laughs> when, when you get that Billy, yeah, exactly. I, I'd be happy to invest a little bit. That's uh, on tape. That's okay. on tape. Yeah. Uh, but I hope All you. Life. I hope you also get <laughs> get a little time. To chill, and then all the the whole oh, yeah. crew does too, because you guys are working really hard. But um, everybody, go see. The Lizzo tour all fall. Sophia will be the first of three opening slots mm. and playing in the Lizzo set, doing it all, <laughs> um, and then dropping new music with Laser Beacon Bionic. Yeah, um, not stopping. Uh huh. So um, amazing. Well, I can't wait to see the show tonight. Yeah. Thanks great. again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bam! Nailed it. Yo, Alexa, tell me what's up. Yeah, boy, you know I'm arrogant. Yeah, that boy that he arrogant. 
I'ma keep pulling up the street. Never down green lights when I'm in the Jeep. Slow down, trying to soak up all my energy. You a clown by myself, never with the sheets. Yo, Alexa, tell me what's up. I got my girls on the way, we about to get fucked up. Play some OYG, yes, some no ID. Yeah. My lip gloss popping, what you know about me? Little fuck boys, we don't talk about them. Flexing in my DMs, yeah, you know we got them. Hey, come to the PM, we're still in the million. Ice cold. <laughs> Busted chili. Yeah. All the TLC combined, I'm just running to sign up. The pearl and the diamond. Looking for a job, I got five Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Do what I want, want them when I really want them. Even in the winter, I've been feeling summer. Living the banana and the peanut butter. Raving all the chocolate and it's really welcome. Yeah, girl, you know I'm arrogant. Yeah, that girl that she arrogant. You feel me? Got my mind made up. Not giving the fuck. Pass me that drink. Turn the shit up. Yeah, boy, you know I'm arrogant. Yeah, that boy that he arrogant. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan.